Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Coming up on Braves Country, one of my favorite new country artists by the name of Drew Parker. He's a Georgia boy from Covington. Big Braves and Georgia Bulldogs fan. Grew up singing in church, has become big buddies with Luke Combs, as a matter of fact, written a few number one hits for Luke, as well as Jake Owen. And now as an artist, he's got a hit on his hands as well called While You're Gone. An incredible conversation with Drew Parker is next on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, Drew, good to see you. You too. Dude, How are y'all? We're getting our life saved as usual by uh, our engineer because we're not technologically uh, intelligent enough to log on to Zoom. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm, I'm about the same way. Normally, I, I do relatively okay. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, Mike. But uh, for whatever reason, when we're going through the studio, it just it doesn't it it seems crazy. Anyway, Drew, I think it might be because we were both at uh what was it game five last yeah, night? Yeah, I and, got uh, yeah. It was pretty pretty late night for us, buddy. Just to be honest, you know about those though, right? Yeah, I mean it was a late night for me, and I, I was know. here at the house. So yeah. <laughs> You guys wrapped up the tour, though, what, uh, night four last? Yeah, Saturday night was our last night down in uh, South Florida. So I flew back home yesterday morning uh, to spend Halloween with the family and be able to catch the Braves game last night. Yeah, man, it was a a little bit of a disappointment. So there was an estimated 135,000 people in the battery and in the stadium at the same time. It was bonkers here. That's insane. Dude, it was it was incredible. It was awesome and incredible. And you know, when you start the game with a grand slam, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is it!" Right. And then, uh, unfortunately, it didn't finish that way. But that is okay. It's all right. We're gonna get it done in in Houston. We're gonna be okay. Just gotta get one yeah. or two out there. I'm, I'm actually going to Game Six. Hopefully, I can take some good luck to Houston. Man, I certainly go. hope you will. I believe, and you tell me if I'm wrong. And we're talking to Covington, Georgia's own Drew Parker. He has written incredible songs. He's an incredible artist in his own right, and a big Braves and Bulldogs fan. Do you think the Braves are the most popular baseball team in all of country music? Ooh, yes, they are 100%. I mean, for well, I mean, I don't know that it, it what it has to do with, I mean, but it feels like every country artist uh comes out of Georgia anyway, so uh you're just kind of aligned with uh the Atlanta Braves, but I mean, I would venture to say even any any of the artists coming out of the southeast are, are pretty much Braves fans. And yeah. I mean, let's be honest, this year, if you're not from Texas, you're 
Of a Braves fan. Monster Braves fan. That's so. <laughs> exactly right. But, I mean, I think about it, dude, and, and you're so right because Braves country is, you know, and, that, and that's the, the podcast that we do is, is Braves country, and it's all about living in the southeast because the Braves are so relevant. They're the only team that covers an entire geographical, you know, uh, location and, and part of the country. And, a region. And a region. region. Yeah, that's exactly that's the word I was looking for, but I'm too tired to Braves re- country. Remember. It's our own country. We could secede <laughs> from the rest of baseball if we wanted to. <laughs> if we wanted to. <laughs> but but you hear the Braves in more songs, like the Justin Moore song, uh, if uh, we didn't have much, you know, win or lose, cheer for the Braves. Tim McGraw, I ain't seen the Braves play a game all year. Cole Swindell, when he, uh, you know, you should be here. I, I pick up the phone anytime the Braves score. Those are just three that I think of off the top of my head. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, and I, I mean, thank, thank God for TBS for, yes, for giving us the opportunity to fall in love with the Braves all those years ago. So. You're exactly right, man. Do, do you ever find baseball creeping into your lyrics a little bit, Drew Parker? Yeah. I, uh, I put out a song. Well, I guess I put one out a little over a year ago that uh, talks about the Braves. There's a line that says, we talked about the Braves, your dogs, and hometowns. Yeah. Um, so I always try to get, I mean, it's it's just, it's when you when you want to put a sports in a song, I mean, you just go with what you know. So that's, that's the right. Braves and the Bulldogs for me. So. That's right. Hey, Drew, have you met George Strait yet? I have not. I haven't either. Have you, Tug? I one time and it was nothing more than a grip and grin. Nice he, to meet you, sir. You know he's got a great song, uh, "Too Cold at Home," but he mentions the Dodgers in the song, and I just think it's wrong. And I want to start a petition right now. Any of us who talk to Mister Strait, let's just talk to him well, about, about well, changing but, that to the Bravos. But the, the thing is, it was Mark Chestnut that had the hit with that is song. That it? Yeah, Mark Chestnut actually oh, had the I, hit. I didn't with go that, song. that deep on it. I just love the George Too Strait. Hot fish. Uh, too, cold, too, yes. uh, too cold I'm for about, golf. Yeah. yeah, I'm screwing it all up. Something just like because. that, but it's too cold at home, and then he's talking yeah. about his so, days in baseball. Also funny, last year when the Braves were kind of making their go at it, I uh, sat down with some friends of mine, uh, Jameson Rogers being yeah. one of those guys. We wrote a song called Braves Fan that is really good uh, that maybe one day I hope to record and put out. Possibly. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Dude, if you do that, I would love to use that as the theme song for this show because that's what we talk about <laughs> right. is is being Braves fans. And, yeah. and, and that, you know, Braves country is kind of the envelope of the show that we do. But we also talk about college football and great music. That's why we have great artists like you on. And then we talk about uh, great food and just living in the Southeast and growing up in the Southeast and how we're all kind of connected under that Braves envelope because of TBS and that and, and, and Braves radio network that goes throughout the Southeast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I grew up an hour east from Atlanta. Um, so just there was country music everywhere where I grew up. I mean, I, I'm an hour from Macon, an hour from Atlanta, an hour from Athens. So I feel like Covington is is the place to live if you want to be involved in Bulldogs, Braves, and barbecue and and country music. So, Son, you boy, here. you've hit all the you've hit them all. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. That is that's living at its finest right there, and and that's that's so good because you got the Braves in the World Series. The Bulldogs are number one in the nation. What a an incredible time to be a fan of Georgia sports. And you know they always throw out well Falcons, you know uh, twenty three or twenty eight three, and then. Uh, second and 22 with the national championship a few years ago and the Braves only winning one in that incredible run so there's always those those haters that that throw up just well you know Braves and and Bulldogs and could just uh, Georgia sports fans you guys don't I, mean, I think that would wipe the slate clean if you get a Braves World Series and a Georgia national championship 
Oh, for sure. It would wipe it clean for me. Yes, I mean, there, I, I've already made, started making the list of who I'm going to go to that's <laughs> talked so much crap all these years. <laughs> I love it. And I got a hit list. I'm like, it's, I'm going to dig it in really hard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In case you don't know about uh, Drew Parker, he grew up, like I said, in Covington, Georgia, started singing in church at three years old. Faith, as we talk about on the show, is really important to me. Um, over the years, just in building incredible confidence at 14, picked up a guitar, taught himself how to play. And it's funny because your inspirations are the, the, the same guys that I love in country music. And it's Keith Whitley, who's my favorite country star of all time. He's my favorite country singer ever. Uh, Merle Haggard, probably uh, right up there in the top five. Waylon Jennings, I'm rocking a Waylon ball cap today because I love him. Alan Jackson, Travis Tripp, both from Georgia. And those are your influences. And then at 18, you learned to play the piano and still, of course, use that in your songs today. Moved to Nashville 2015, signed with uh, Riverhouse Warner Chapel in 2017, co-wrote a whole bunch of songs with Luke Combs, which I know you met in Rome, Georgia. That's where you yeah. guys developed your relationship there, and we'll get into some of that. But then Jake Owens, Homemade, which was, oh, my gosh, is such an incredible song. And I think that's the beauty of what you do and then kind of it it it's the same that we're doing with this podcast writing about the things that you know and that's what we're talking about is growing up in the southeast the thing you the things that you know college football good food good music and braves baseball yeah yeah that was a uh, homemade was a song that i mean i wish i could say that song was my idea but it wasn't it was one of the guys i was writing with he brought that idea in and um as soon as he said it, I was like, okay, we're not writing anything else. This is what we're writing. That song, I mean, just the idea of that song just hit hit home immediately for me. And, um, I mean, I, I love being able to talk about where I'm from and, and the things I love because I know that there are, you know, whether you grew up in Covington or, or in the southeast, there are so many things that we have in common with people across the spectrum mm -hmm. if you love country music. Um, and so that that's why that song is super special and and man having Jake record it made it even that much. Oh more my special. lord! And and you know and then all the stuff that you've done with uh, Luke Combs, who's at the top of country music right now. He may be the hottest artist in country music, and and another guy that's from the southeast in North Carolina. You know, and 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 to to write some of the stuff that that he's done and and have it be huge hits. I know that was a big deal for you at the award show to get that nomination. And then, you know, to to become an artist in your own right and have your own hits. And and a song in, um, that you wasn't even planning on recording, if I'm not mistaken, with your current single, your current hit. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, sitting right here drinking a beer, baby, while you're gone. Dude, I love <laughs> it. it but, but that's the beauty. Like, you wanted somebody else to record that originally, right? So I wrote that song with Jameson Rogers and I mean, when we wrote it, he had a record deal. So I kind of was hoping that he would record it. Um, and you know, give me a little mailbox money if, mm -hmm. you, if you will. Um, but you know, it, it didn't make it on his record. And, and when it came around time for me to record music, it was sitting there and it was still available. And I always loved that song. Um, so at that time it was just like, okay, well, I, I got to record this cause I love this song so much. I, I'm a huge fan of 90s country music. Keith Whitley is also yeah, my, my all-time favorite singer. Here, here. Um, unfortunately, he never made it to the 90s. But I was so heavily influenced 
my 90s country music that when we sat down to write that song that's kind of what we were chasing was that kind of 90s country lyric and vibe and um it's super special and i'm glad that that is my debut single to country radio oh my gosh i i love it the only thing I love more, maybe, is is party in the back, just because it that it's so, it's so '90s influenced, and it's you know, and the mullet is coming back, and do yeah. you know the the flower beds being perfectly made? I just think it's such a clever lyric, and there's so many clever lyrics in that song. But but going back to to meeting Luke Combs in Rome, Georgia, you opened up a show, and that's where your friendship began. Yeah, this was six six and a half seven years ago. Um, I had gotten asked to open a show in Rome, Georgia for Luke Combs by my friend Bradley Jordan. And so Bradley put me on the show. He's like, man, I don't, I'm, I might can pay you a hundred bucks, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I just want to play music. And so I go up there and I didn't really know who Luke Combs was. I think he like kind of had this thing going with Vine. Uh, and so I kind of maybe knew his name a little bit and he had, he had moved to Nashville like a year prior so I get there, there's like 40 people bought a ticket, there's 40 people at the show, and uh, I'm opening the show. We hit it off in the green room, start talking about Eric Church and Keith Whitley, and just hit it off. I mean, I just our love for country music was so on the same spectrum. It's on a plane, yeah. And it was just, I, you know, I think our goals, we had the same goals. And so he was like, man, you should move to Nashville. Let's write songs together, at least come visit. Let's write songs together. And so I started driving back and forth from Georgia to Nashville to write songs with him and Ray Fulcher and other folks. And um, it, that's just kind of where it all really started. The ball really started yeah. rolling for me. Um, and, you know, we wrote songs together with no intention of what they were ever going to be or what they were going to become. And then, you know, it feels like overnight Luke became a huge success. Oh my and gosh, yeah. He's been great to me. I was fortunate to meet him seven years ago. And, and for him to, for us, I mean, I mean, we are friends now. We are boys. Yeah. Like, we are super close. That's cool. Um, and uh, it all came down to just having the same interest and the same goals in country music and and wanting to say, like, not being scared to say what we want to say. Like, not, don't put this thing in a box. Write what you know. Write what you, exactly what you want to do. Like, write the songs that you would want to drive your truck and listen to yeah, like yeah that was kind of our goal with with really no intention other than making music that we loved and wanted to make so um it. it's, it's been a really cool ride i absolutely love it it's absolutely amazing and, and such a great story and 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 i and i know you are going to be the next you're going to be the next big thing in country music you're on deck you're dude you're you you all and and it's this is just like the, the beginning of things that people see and and so Scott Munn, who is the co-host here, Scott is a road dog too. Scott has managed over the years. He managed Driving and Crying and Blackberry Smoke and Jason Isbell, and he produced Marty Stewart's record, and he produced the uh, the final record for um, Porter Wagner. So I mean, this guy has has done a lot too. And when I told him about you, he was like, "Dude, we got to get this guy on the show. It's really cool." Hello. And I, I'm telling you, I was like, "This this dude is a home run waiting to. He's an Adam Duvall Grand Slam waiting to happen." <laughs> and and he's the. I'm telling you, but and, he's grounded in realness. That's no, my but thing. that's is the it, beauty. It's the real thing. That's the real the deal. And and I wanted to compliment you on your music video for while you're gone. I really love it, man. It's it's smart, it's simple, and it really hits right at home for me. And I wonder, uh, 
I, I think you're approaching about a million views online for it too right now. How does that feel? And also, how did you come up with the idea for such a simple yet impactful music video, man? Yeah, so I'm glad you said this. Um, so I, I, I grew up on, again, I grew up on 90s country music. In the 90s, CMT was king, and oh, I mean, yeah. everything had a great music video to go with it. And I, you know, I want to be part of the thing that brings that back, that brings back cool music videos. But when we wrote this song, um, like I said, being so heavily influenced in 90s country music, to me in the 90s, you could listen to a song, and it could be, you could listen to it one of two ways. It could be very serious and like a sad song, or it could be funny. Yeah, right. And my example for that is Every Light in the House is Owned by Trace Atkins. That is a sad song, but it's also hilarious that this <laughs> dude is literally cutting every light in his house on to let someone know that he's there. So it's just kind of this, you know, this tongue in cheek words, and it's very tongue in cheek. And so when we wrote this song, that's kind of what we were chasing. And which is funny, to, the, the song lyrically is funny, but when we started talking about a music video, I was like, I wanna bring out more than ever that humorous side of this song, and what does that entail? And uh, I mean, what more than being in love with a dog uh, <laughs> says, says, says that. So it was just really cool, right. it was a lot of fun getting to do that. Um, and uh, I'm glad you said that. That's awesome. Well, well it was cool, low man. cost and high impact, and I like that kind of stuff because I know what yes. goes on behind the scenes. And, and I wanted to ask yep. you also, uh, man, I know you're out there with your buddy uh, Jameson Rogers on the Cold Beer Calling My Name Tour all over the country this winter. And uh, talking about loving life in the South, what is it once you get out of the Southeast that you miss most about home and, and being in the South? Do you ever you ever out there like, man, I just wish I was back in Georgia? I know you uh, love yeah, when you're on tour. Tea. Sweet tea. No one has sweet tea. That's right. They don't. It's, now, that's, a, that's a real struggle. It's a that problem. <laughs> the struggle is real. Look, it is. sweet tea is what I need, now, and what, I ain't getting it. Yeah, what do you do? Now, I, had, I remember my fallbacks in Europe or pl strange places like Seattle when they didn't have uh, sweet tea. What do you do when you say sweet tea to the waitress or waiter, and then they say we don't have it? What's your next move? Uh, Cuss at them is what I do. And then you say Coca-Cola, and they say Pepsi, and then what do you I do? I can't. I can't. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it's so tough. And the, the sad part is is I've, I've sadly gotten used to it and now oh, realize yeah. that I'm just going to be without. Um, it's like, do you have sweet tea? And they're like, no, we have iced tea. And I'm like, was that sweet tea with ice in it? You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, what's that mean? How many drinks do you serve without ice? Right. <laughs> yeah. What? What does they're, that even they're mean? Like, they're like, we can bring you some sugar, and you're like, you just don't get it. You just Seriously. don't get it. Well, let me tell you your saving grace. Here's a little road tip for you. Arnold Palmer's. That's your key out there when you're traveling, man. Just tell If they don't know what that is, they can you can tell them the recipe real easy. So it's funny you say that because that's I think that is – and the thing is, is it's so new to me that I it's, it's not the answer that I was immediate with, but I have started doing that there you go. a few times. There you go. Um, you get a little sugar in your tea and a little yeah. lemonade. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the trick. You're going to survive, buddy. You're going to make yeah. it. Yeah. No doubt. You know, the other thing that will throw somebody off, because my wife's from upstate New York, and I love her. She's my best friend in the world. We've been married for 20 years and got a 17-year-old son, and I mean, my you know my family life is as perfect as a country song, you know, and, and we're almost odd because we're so normal. It, if that, I don't know if that makes sense at all. 
but we're so odd that like we've been married 20 years and and being normal we, is weird we, these days it buddy. is being normal is weird <laughs> these days that's the so, so true and like we eat dinner together as a family around the same table you know and and our rule is don't bring your phone to the table you know, yeah, and and, and, like and you have to and you have to do it because it's easy to get distracted. You know, and with yes. work emails or whatever. But we're so normal that we're weird in our friend group and in, and in, and even in the work environment. Man, that's this that's the thing. And I know you're a family guy too, and a beautiful wife and kid. And and do you find yourself like when you're writing that? You know, because you're drawing from your personal experience, and and people make fun of me and say you guys live in Mayberry, <laughs> and it's but it, but I so love that's, that. That's, that's something the, to aspire to. That's my the friend. biggest compliment I've ever gotten. But they're saying it in it like almost a deriding, you know, giving me a little bit of a hard time, that kind of way. Right. Do you run into that? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I try to these days. It's I try to slow things back down to the to the way they were when I was a kid in Georgia uh out there in the middle of nowhere and but i mean i'm so busy now it's kind of hard to slow down and remember like yeah not having things but you know i get to i get to have right now a time uh with my wife and 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 little girl um i flew back home yesterday morning after a long night saturday night yeah uh it's been halloween with the family yeah and you know it's just you got to put forth the effort and you got to show show the effort no matter what it is, no matter what it costs, um, you know, but it, it is tough. But I, I, I look forward to the day where I can get it to slow down just a little bit more mm-hmm. and, and enjoy um, some time and, and and really show my daughter the, the Mayberry yeah. type lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. You know? because that'll be so good for her to grow up that way. And, and I think that's so terrific. You know, but that's like, I can hear that being a song, you know, because it, because it has that, that seriousness that I love, man, that I embrace that I, that, that it is who I am. But then there's that little bit of it because people give me a hard time because we are, we like jeopardy, you know, that that's our TV show at night. It's not some shoot 'em up, you know? And so there's a little bit of a tongue in cheek kind of song that you would write it has a little bit of both of those elements drew tugs going for the co-write on this one dude i'm when you write it when you write it you better say tug coward told me to do this and what's what is it write a word get a third write a word get a third (laughs) i kid i kid but but no seriously man it 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 just seems like it'd be something in your wheelhouse yeah i mean and that's the kind that simple story i mean that's kind of what i chase every time i sit down uh, to write a song. It's like, what are those things that everybody wants to hear that they just, you know, have forgotten about? Because the thing, I mean, the thing is, I think country music, it reminds us of things like, right. When you listen to it, you're reminded of something. That's exactly right. And sometimes you don't think of whatever you're reminded of until you're reminded of it. That's exactly it's, right. It's kind of confusing, but, um, I mean, I think that's what I always love listening to in country songs. It's like, like you remember the song, uh, was it was it uh, Josh Grayson or Mark Wills? It's like nineteen seventy something. That like, was Mark oh, Wills. Yeah. yeah, Mark. Yeah, and it was like Stretch, Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, but like until that song came out, everybody's like, "Oh man, I forgot about Stretch Armstrong." You're exactly so right. like when you 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 you're reminded of it when you hear it, and uh, that's super special. And I think it's something that takes it. That's what lets you live in this nostalgic place in music and when you're writing. Yeah, I tell you, uh, when it gets me the most, I lost my dad about two years ago, and when I hear a George Strait song, it doesn't matter which one it is, it don't matter. And and some of them hit me at different times, man. 
I'll be I'll be driving down Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta, headed home, and a George Strait song will come on, and man, I just can't wipe it away. And then there's other times that I'll just sing it to the top of my lungs, and I'll be thinking about my dad. And and let me tell you, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was recording a show on 101.5, uh, and and I was talking about it was last for last played last Friday, and it was just talking about the first home game for the Braves in the World Series. And as I'm talking about it. It just hit me. There's only one person that I would like to be at that game with, and it was my dad because we grew up watching the Braves on TBS and listening to them on the radio, you know, and it was Sanford and Son and the Beverly Hillbillies and then the Braves, and that's the way it was every night. And when 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 I had that moment, it just came down. Man, I was in my studio at home just boohooing to myself because nobody else was in there. But, it, but that's exactly what you're talking about. Just you don't know when it's going to come – and, and like the Stretch Armstrong thing, sometimes it's funny and sometimes it is just because country cuts to the heart because it's real people yeah. talking about real things. That's when it's like that, just that punch in the jaw. Yeah, and that's why I'm so thankful and so glad to be a part of, of country music uh, because I've, I've had those same feelings and, and things, you know. Hey, did you and your family follow the Braves together when you were a kid? You and your old man watched the Braves a little bit? or how, how did, oh, did yeah. you listen to it on the oh, radio? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, many times. Uh, Sunday afternoon was our day. You know, skip church, go to the Braves game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of. I felt like that was when we always went. Um, but yeah, we we. I grew up a huge Braves fan going to Turner Field. Um, I've only actually been to Truist Park one time now. Well, we got to uh, get you over there. We got to get those numbers. We got to get that number up. <laughs> I know, I've been I've been so daggum busy. I I literally wanted to go to game five, but I didn't because it was Halloween and I yeah. wanted to spend it here with my family. Of course. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the trip to, to Houston on Tuesday, and, and you know, I'm looking forward to that. But I, I've, I've been a Braves fan literally all my life. Uh, I was four years old when they won the World Series last time, so I don't really yeah. remember that. So in my eyes, they have never won, <laughs> yeah, won yeah. a World Series for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but this is the year. I well, so I, I was there in '95, and let me tell you, man, it's 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 been a long time, and it feels like a it feels like it never happened. And sometimes, and so, uh, <laughs> but I think we're about to get one. Maybe I don't want to go too far, but I could maybe see re- reeling off two or three in the Let's go. I years. certainly hope so. But uh, Drew Parker, let me ask you a very important question. I I read that you came up singing in church, and you started at the young age of three years old. How did that happen? Three years old. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I grew up in church every, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whenever the doors were unlocked, we were there. And um, that was really where, I mean, I grew up listening to country music, but that church was the first place where I was like able to act on my passion for music and like mm-hmm. get on stage and sing. And we would have, you know, fifth Sunday night concerts at the church or whatever. And that was where I was exposed to kind of a concert or, or, or performing. Yeah. And so we would have those, and I'd get up on stage, and if they sang Amazing Grace at the end of the night, I'd just stand up there with my little plastic string guitar and pretend like I was doing something. Had a boy. You know, that kind of grew into, you know, hey, give me the microphone, let me sing. And then, I mean, when I was 10 years old, I there was like this group had come to our church and played, and I told my parents when we got home, I was like, hey, I want to do that. I don't know what that takes to do that, but I want to do that. And without hesitation, at 10 years old, my parents went and they bought me some sound equipment. Wow. They helped me record a CD. And this is at 10 years oh, old. Wow. And um, 
I put that out uh, when I was, I think, 10 or 11. And then at 15, I put out another gospel record. And then I put another one out at 18. And I mean, for, for 10 years uh, of my life, I traveled the Southeast all over singing Southern gospel music in, in, in every church that I, that would let me in. And, um, that's where that passion and, and desire for, for music and just being a messenger mm-hmm. of, of a song. And I think, you know, that was super important for my career and, and learning how to, you know, get a message of a song across to an audience. What were um, some of your favorite cool. gospel songs that you put out on that record uh, that you can tell us about? Like what are some of your favorite songs to sing in church? This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. What were some of your favorite gospel songs that you put out on that record uh, that you can tell us about? Like, what are some of your favorite songs to sing in church? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, my... Probably my favorite gospel song of all time is What a Day That Will Be. I just love that song so much. Um, I think that's a fantastic song. Um, But I I recorded a song called Mercy Walked In. It was a song recorded by a guy named Gordon Moat, piano player in Nashville. Um, That's that's a good one. Ricky Van Shelton had a gospel record many, many, many years ago. So good. There was a song on that record called Just As I Am, and it's not the hymn. It's not the hymn, Just As I Am. It's another song called Just As I Am that I love so much. Um, and I actually recorded that song. But just, man, I, I, I love God's that's music. That's, that's the roots. That's the foundation of yeah. where everything started for me. It's so funny you bring that up, man, because I, much growing up in Dalton, Georgia, very similar. You and I grew up very similarly. And, you know, we were always in church. And, and, and it's funny, man, because country music has a certain spirituality about it anyway. From Hank Williams and I saw the light. Uh, gosh, Vern Gosden, you know, uh, in, yeah. in this in the gospel songs that he released that were incredible. You know, Jesus hold my hand and um and, and it, but it's funny, man, because I I'm a I'm a faithful man. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. All of it. Uh, but I am not afraid to. And in, in Saturday night at uh, at Truist Park, I was a little deep into that brown liquor. <laughs> and 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 went the other direction and but but and I'm I feel like I'm a living country music song sometimes because I you know what I mean like I don't mean to get out of hand I don't want to get out of hand and I'm not trying to be bad or not trying to tell anybody you should do that or don't do that but I I have both of those I was in the navy I have both of those things that that like there's never a point when I'm having a, a sip that I don't love Jesus, but, but at the same time, but at the same time, 
I have a little sip, and and it goes back to just growing up country, man. That's uh, it's what country music has been about, and 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 Hank Williams sang about it and lived it, and and you know, so it is. I mean, it's as genuine as the day is long. And man, the, I always go back when when some, my wife will give me a hard time. She's like, "You need to straighten yourself out." And God bless her because she's right most of the time. And and but but True. the thing is, man, David in the Bible, you know, God picked David and he wasn't nowhere near perfect. So I try to feel like that I know I'm broken, I know I'm wrong and 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 I don't I don't I don't run from it. I just I just always try to be an example. But you know, it, yeah. it's like it's living country music. I feel like the way we grew up kinda we kinda live country music. We do. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, we were, you know, surrounded by country music. It's just everything, and maybe it's, and maybe it's, we lived our lives in country music, kind of met, caught up to us. You know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe so. Um, but it, it's, it's really cool to be, to be a part of country music and be a part of that life that that is you know written about and uh i hope to carry on those ideas and those songs for for many years man i think you probably will we're members at uh, perimeter and john's creek so y'all if you're listening at perimeter or somebody listening please forgive me because i'm probably being a little more honest than i should <laughs> well be. it's like my buddy marty stewart says saturday night and sunday morning man Son. it's just part of life Son. it just happens that well way. you ain't got to tell me i'm telling you <laughs> that's exactly right now so we're pro- do you are you are do you still are you active in your church you is it at home or in Nashville? Do you, I mean, y'all? So I, I try to be involved at my church back, back home in Covington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get to go Obviously. at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, and, but we, we, me and my family do have a church here in Nashville. Oh, nice. Um, and so when I'm in town, uh, for that, which I try to get, try yeah. to get there. No, I understand. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I make sure my kids there every, every chance that, that yeah. they can be. Yeah. Um, but you know, unfortunately, that's the that's the kind of sucky part of being no, on the road is. and getting to get home for that. Absolutely, no, but but it but it doesn't matter, man. You church is wherever you are, you know. And yeah. two right. people gathered like right now, man. Two people gathering yeah. in His name. We're we're in the right. It's spot. about a personal relationship, and now with the whole uh, online phenomenon, that's one of the silver linings that we gained from the last year. You know, you yes. can. You can see it, and I mean, it wasn't quite like that before. You couldn't really pick anything up on on Sunday on the way back on the plane or the bus or whatever or the van, and uh, and now I think you can. So it's but taking it back to Saturday night, um, I read that you started playing open mic nights uh, when you were a senior in high school. How did you get out of, let out of the house by your folks for that? I guess they were your record label, so they probably didn't mind. <laughs> and then uh, also, uh, uh, where did you play, and what was that like for you as a senior in high school playing out in, I guess, bars, right, or, or where? Yeah, yeah. So I guess that was that would have been, well, a little before my senior year. It was 2008, which was the economy crash of, of all economy yeah, crashes. Yeah. And Good time to write a country song. Yeah, everything everything came to a halt as far as yeah. music goes for me at that time, and um, I still wanted to play, and so I started going and playing open mics, and I played this one open mic in particular in Covington at a at a Johnny's Pizza. Um, Let's go! And the people that owned it, uh, Mike and Suzanne, uh, they came up to me after I played a couple songs of the mic, and they were like, "Hey." can you come back and play like and do your own thing on a Friday or Saturday night? And I'm like, sure, I'll do my best. And so I showed up on a Saturday, played, played three hours worth of cover songs and 
we packed the place out. I mean, it was slam packed. And so they came back to me and they're like, um, can you come and do this like once a month? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so I was like, sure. And they were the first people to ever give me my first opportunity. They That's now cool. own a Johnny's Pizza out in Loganville, Georgia. Um, but they were they were great to me. There was also a bar in Porterdale, Georgia. Porterdale, let's a, go. Which is just a, a little town outside of Covington. Uh, yeah. Called there was a place there called Jimbo's at the time, and I would play there once a month and do the same thing. But just little places like that all over the state of Georgia, just giving me an opportunity to play and uh, really just kind of wet my feet in performing country music. And I mean, I'll tell you what, there's no better practice for what I do now than to be in a bar somewhere in Georgia where maybe not many people care that you're there. Yeah, right. Um, but it, it, it sets your determination at an all-time high to prove people wrong or whatever that is. And, uh, it, but it was good. It was good. I, awesome. I'm thankful for those times. I miss those times, man. I wish I could get back down there and do a couple of those gigs. Dude, I tell you, you need to, man. Just slip in there one night when nobody's expecting. Maybe call the folks at the Johnny's Pizza or wherever. Just be like, hey, I'm just going to slide in there just to see what the reaction is, you know, and just to see what yeah. it feels like yeah. again. And, dude, I'm telling you, that's a, that's that's a, a great s- idea, Tug. You know, guys like REM, or bands like REM and my buddies in Driving and Crying, they used to do that all the time back in the mid-'90s. Uh, they were kind of tired of playing the basketball stadiums, so they'd play the 40-watt under an assumed name, you know. I think uh, Roach Clip was one of the names, and uh, <laughs> that was the Black Crows, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, right. And I forget some of the other ones, uh, Petey Wheatstraw and uh, stuff like that. Anyway, and then the fans would know, the hardcore fans would know, but nobody else would know. So uh, I think we had to bring that back. Dude, in I'm telling you, man, we need to do that. Yeah. Maybe here, maybe even here at the battery, because yeah. here at the battery, there's like the little park bench, and yeah. then the Roxy Band. We'll put up, we'll just put up a different name. Yeah, you know, we'll fake them all out. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, dude, it, it's good. So you talked about you know the the moving to Nashville thing, and and how you and Luke and and were riding together, and so walk me through the the. the the dynamic that you're at now what is a day like for you since you're now you're permanent there like what what are you doing like because i think a lot of people don't realize what the life of a country star is all they all they ever see is on stage big lights and a lot of people cheering but there's a regular dude side of being a country star too yeah i mean i mean so for me right now, so November of last year, I, uh, I signed a record deal with Warner Music Nashville. And so with that comes radio tours. So right now I'm, I'm kind of in the heat of radio tours. So going all over the country, visiting with different radio stations and um, playing radio shows for fans there in those towns. And that that's, you know, anywhere between Monday and Wednesday. Um, and I'll do a few of those visits a week. And... <clears throat> Then there's like, I'm doing podcasts and mm-hmm. radio interviews and, and newspaper interviews and then squeezing in writing songs somewhere in those days. And and then usually I hit the road either late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning for uh, the weekend of shows. And usually we have a show Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and then get back in sometime around lunch on Sunday if, if we can make that happen. Yeah, and then like like when you're done with, with talking to us today, like you're going to a writing session, right? So when I get done talking to you, I, let's see, I have a interview with a radio station for my show Saturday night nice. down in Florida, Apalachicola. Florida. Down in Apalachicola. Uh, like and then I have another, uh, I think, some sort of interview after that 
and then yeah i'm going to write and then i gotta i gotta figure out at some point when to uh go get my trailer my trailer that pulls behind the van or bus i gotta go get it fixed at some point today so um just a lot of stuff man i mean it's crazy that is possibility. Do you do you feel overwhelmed at all, or do you love it, or do you there a, a little bit of both? No, I mean I love it. This is you know I, this is all I've ever wanted to do. I yeah. think you know it's 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 a be careful what you wish for thing, sure. right? Sure. So um, because I mean it is, and especially, and I think what's made it a little more strenuous is having last year completely off. Yeah, well, and then coming, and then I, I showed back up in 2021, and it was like nothing I've ever experienced before being busy. Um, so we're making up tour dates, and and then doing radio tour and all these thing, these things, and it was you know, but I I can't complain. This is all I've ever wanted to do, and to have the opportunity to do it at whatever capacity is is super special, and something I'll never take for granted, and. Um, it just, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but if you want, if you want to do this, you, it, you gotta be willing to do that. And I'm more than willing to put in whatever it takes. Cause I love country music that much, yeah. um, that I want to be a part of it. So now we know you can do it all on your own and you can handle the trailer and write the songs and write the ship and all that. But, um, I know you also have a great team forming around you. I know Cappy and the guys at make wake and just fabulous guy and a great company and, uh, and talk about that. How is it to be there in Nashville and have great folks kind of just rising up with you, around you, and supporting you as a team and a family? Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it without without the team that I have. I'm Cappy, I met Cappy. I met Cappy before I met Luke Combs. Man, we hit it off and, and became really close. And then Cappy ended up moving to Nashville to manage Luke Combs. And then about two weeks after Cappy moved to Nashville, I moved to Nashville. And he was like, hey, if you ever get overwhelmed and, and you need anything, uh, I want to be your guy. And so I was like, okay. And I think the time came around, I was like, I need some t-shirts. And so I called <laughs> Kathy and I was like, I was like, Hey man, I'm like, I've gotten to a point where I need some help. Like, can you help me out? And since that day, I mean, it's, I guess it's been five years now. He's been my manager. Um, and then I got Jared Holly, who is kind of co-manages me with Cappy. Right. Um, he came on board a couple years ago just to kind of help out. And then I got this uh, new young guy that I'm really excited about named Walker, who, who kind of handle he kind of handles everything day to day and kind of keeps me in line. He's the guy that like texts me 30 minutes before this podcast and say, Hey, just a reminder, you have a podcast yeah. in 30 minutes. <laughs> right. You got this interview at this yeah. time. Like, yeah. He's your stick, uh, man. He's on the stick. He's on the stick. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, so, a, it's a lot like a baseball right. team, isn't it? It's a lot like a, the managerial structure for a baseball team, yes. isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, you know, they, they keep me alive and, but also I, I got a wife and little girl that keeps me alive. Too, yeah. So. There's, that's the one that's, that's well, those are the, two. those are the most important and th- they will keep you alive yeah. because you know, that's, that's, that's their job, man. My wife does the same thing, but do you yep. feel like at this point it is, is have you made it? Ooh, no, mm, no, not for me, man. My, I, I don't know when, when if that moment when it'll come or what it is. Um, I'm thankful for where I've gotten in my career. Um, I wouldn't take any of the success. You know, I, I love where I've gotten to, and I'm proud of where I've gotten to, and I've worked hard to get here. But um, man, my goal is to be George Strait, and so maybe I'll I could say I've made it when I become that. So 
Um, because I feel like if you if you get to the point in your life where you're like, man, I've made it, that's when you kind of quit working hard. Coast, you start um, coasting, yeah. You get a little complacent at where you're at in your life, and and you just you kind of let it ride. And and I don't want to get to that spot. Um, I, so, and who knows? Maybe I, I don't even know that if if I were to become as big as George Strait. I mean, that's that's got to be your goal. If you're yeah, not sure. reaching for that, I mean, um, you know, you got to always. When they say reach for the stars, it's not just, you know, George Strait is the star in country, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so that's um so I I feel like you gotta work for that. Um and I'm but I'm I'm super excited about everything that has happened and all the things coming down the pipeline in the future and a lot of cool stuff coming. So. Yeah, man, because I think I think most people that that know you and, and have watched you come up and, and now are hearing you on the radio and know that you're right. You know, because they see it and they say, gosh, this guy's made it, you know, and, and, and to a degree you have, but you're right. There's, there's, there's more ahead. There's, there's bigger goals ahead. And I understand that, but I just, I find that a fascinating question. And I thought you were exactly right. When you go, will you even know, do you even realize at the point when there is a, I've made it? Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, you know, if if you would have asked me, you know, six years ago when I moved to Nashville, Hey, in six years, you're going to have two number ones, you're gonna have your first single at Country Radio, a record deal. You will have played the Grand Ole Opry. Like if you had told me all those things, I would be like, man, you give that to me right now, I'll pack my stuff up and go home, right? And then you achieve that success. Um, but, but you know, you just gotta keep working, you know? And for me, um, I'm so thankful for all those opportunities and all that success, but, um, I just I want I don't want to sound selfish and say no, I, I love it, it. Uh, but like that I just I do I want more I want more I want more driven and I determined think that's, you know that's kind of what you you have to do in this business you got to be very determined um, but if if you went to Covington and asked all my friends in high school and asked my mom <laughs> and my grandparents I've definitely made it I've that's definitely right. made it well Drew Parker I, I think you have made it just from having that great attitude man you, you've made it in your own heart and mind and and you're gonna and you're gonna do even better but I think even guys like George Strait uh, you know they they're successful but I don't know if inside you know if if they really feel like they've ever made it because there's always another mile to drive another song to ride another stage to play. And yeah. uh, and you don't want to ever feel like you're done or else you're just a, kind of a, a cover act at that point. You know what I mean? You really want to just keep yeah. on working, even if you're multi Grammys and, and a ton of platinum yeah. records, which which I think is coming. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I think I, maybe I will feel like I, I've made it, you know, many years down the road when I'm sitting with my family at church on a Sunday morning and and can look back on all the things that have gotten us to this moment and, and know that my you know, my family's been taken care of and that maybe that's when I'll uh, be able to pat myself on the back or something. So, yeah, we'll yeah. I love I it. So. I love it. We got a few more minutes and we're going to let you go because I know you got plenty to do. But, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the Grand Ole Opry and I mean, that is the you know, that's the pinnacle. That's the gosh, you know, that's yeah. the, the mothership. You know, this is where everybody wants to be. And I, I know you went there as a kid and then to be able to perform there. You know, it's like it's almost like maybe Austin Riley, who grew up in Mississippi, and he, he was a Braves fan, and then to to see the Braves and and Dansby Swanson too. You know, he grew up in Marietta, went to Vandy, and now with the Atlanta Braves, playing for the team that that he grew up watching and loving. And the and the op, 
the Opry has a little bit of that parallel, man, just be, because it's so important. And for you to go there as a kid and then to play there, it's got to be overwhelming. Oh, I mean, that, it literally gets no big. So well, the, they asked me how, how special it was, and I was like, man, playing the Grand Ole Opry is number two on my bucket list. And they said, well, what's number one? And I said, becoming a member of the Grand Ole Opry. There you go. Um, I mean, it, it literally doesn't get any bigger than that in country music, in my opinion. Um, that was a super special night for me and my family and something that I will never, I mean, I will never forget that moment forever. That was also what made it super special is that was the first time that my little girl got to come see what I do. Oh, wow. All, all, this, awesome. all this time that I've spent away from home this year, she's like, where is my dad going? <laughs> right. And so finally that night at the Grand Ole Opry was the first time she got to see what I do and where I've oh been and, and see that I do stand on stage, uh, four nights a week and sing country music so it was it was a really special night wow what, what was her reaction after you came off stage it was her were her eyes just really wide or what oh yeah it was crazy she was she became she suddenly became the star of the show that night oh, oh so sweet yeah. that is so sweet and it's so funny man as so, uh at we have seats here at uh dickie broadcasting which is the atlanta braves radio network and that's you know the braves country podcast that we do it for um where we were sitting, we were two rows down or two seats down from Freddie Freeman's wife, uh, Chelsea and, and Charlie. And when when Freddie, when uh, Charlie's mine, when Daddy hits a home run, he just erupts. It's the coolest and the cutest, and it, it's ever. It, it just it was very descriptive the way you the way you said it was exactly the way I saw Charlie react when Freddie is hitting bombs out there. That's awesome. Uh, so cool, man. Awesome. There's just That's nothing awesome. more special than little kids. They make everything they right. They do. They, they really do. I, I've said it a million times. Like, you don't realize, you want something to change your life, mm -hmm. you don't have a kid mm -hmm. because uh, it will change your life in, in every good way possible. And, I mean, I, you know, every guy has heard that their whole life before they had kids, you know. But man, it is the most special thing in the world. Indeed, it um, is. To get to, I mean, last week, let's see, I was gone. I was gone five days last week, and uh, I got home yesterday. And I mean, she was just a bundle of joy, just on, just so excited from when I walked in the door. And um, that's, you know, that's what kind of keeps me going because I, I do realize one day she'll understand that me being gone, it's it's all been for her. Um, and that's what I told, I told Luke Combs Saturday. I was like, man, I, I just want to tell you, like, thank you so much for everything you've done for my career. I mean, he, he's kind of one of the guys that kind of encouraged me to move to Nashville, encouraged me to say, Hey, you are good enough to be here. And kind of, he, he let me write songs with him all those years when I had never even written a song. And just, we've kind of just kind of grown up in Nashville together. And I told him, I was like, man, I've realized none of this is about me anymore. It's about my wife and my little girl and my family. And but if thank you for believing in me and giving them that opportunity, because not only have you let me live out my dream, you're also letting them live out their dream. And so uh, it's been it's been really cool and and getting to be have my little girl uh, be a part of all this is is real special. <laughs> Hey, Drew, uh, we love Southern living so much around here that we just have to talk about one of the most important aspects of living down south, and that's the food. 
my friend. Okay. And uh, so we want to ask you, uh, and it's it's a question we always save for the very end because we can we can get into this for a minute here. What are your favorite uh, Southern mom and pop restaurants, barbecue restaurants, meet and three Southern cooking spots? Uh, you know, around the Southeast where you just kind of have to stop the van or the bus, and uh, and it's it's mandatory stop. Uh, so if 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 there's Man, this is a great question. I, I, it's our favorite I one too. <laughs> Dude, it always it's always the it's always the biggest. That's why we end so, on it. So if if the the unfortunate part is is I don't ever get to go visit these places often. But if uh, if I want a good home cooking, I'm gonna go to Buckner's. Buckner's. Do you know what Buckner's is? I no, don't think I do. We're making notes though. Go, go for B- it. B U C K N E R S. Buckner's. Okay. It's uh, it's down off I seventy five in Jackson, Georgia. Okay. They uh, they serve good home cooking. They have the best fried chicken you've ever eaten. I'm not even kidding. Let's go. Um, you sit down at a table, so it's like a lazy Susan. So they put all the food up there, and you spin the wheel until you get what you want. Um. It's a family-style restaurant, so you might be eating with people you don't even know. I love that. Uh, it's really cool. But, like, when I was a kid, we'd go eat there on Saturday night, and then they would have this little barn out next to the restaurant. You go in there and eat, and then you go out there, and they'd put on a, they'd have a gospel concert. That's uh, awesome. So it's a really cool place. Uh, barbecue, I'm I'm going uh, Fresh Air Barbecue. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What? I never even heard of yeah, that that's one. That's a good one. Where is that may one? Also, that may also be a Jackson, Georgia address. Okay. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it. It, it could be, uh, what is that? Uh, dang, I can't think of that town. But anyway, it's like somewhere near Jackson. I would think maybe a Jackson address. Um, I bet a Google search will find it. Oh, absolutely. Fresh, Fresh air. air barbecue, yeah. A great barbecue, Buckner's Family Restaurant. You got it. Those are two you have to go visit. Now, where, where are you taking the family when you all don't want to cook at home? When you're back home in Nashville these days, where are you all going out for, for a nice Sunday meal? Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I got to tell you, my man knows how to live. They'll let you throw peanuts on the floor. It's amazing. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, so here's one, and I bring this one up occasionally with people that are living in Nashville, Brown's Diner. You ever, Brown's? You ever been to Brown's know. Diner? So no. I told Lauren Elaine about this, and she was like, I love Brown's Diner. I didn't think there was anybody else that knew about Brown's Diner. got to go. It is a hole in the wall. It's like a double-wide trailer. And and they got the greasiest hamburgers you ever eat in your life, and they are off the charts good. Do yourself a favor. Brown's Diner. Okay. Most, most people, yeah, most people around the world, if you said that the restaurant was in a double wide trailer, they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, no, I pass, I pass. Drew Parker's like, interesting, son. How do I get there? <laughs> I mean, in the, dude, in the South, I mean, I, that's, that's a sign of good yeah, food. Exactly. <laughs> that's, you're, like, you're like, oh my god, it's in a double wide. Let's go. That's right. Perfect. Hey. You get, go to, all right. If you like that, you've got to go to Fresh Air Barbecue. I love all right, it. we're going. We're going, it. We're going to make a trip to Fresh Air Barbecue because there ain't nothing better than that right there. Goodness gracious, man! Thank you so much for your time. It is such a pleasure Thank to talk God. to you. I, I've I've enjoyed following your career and and um, you know it, and it's fun now to be able to talk about your songs on the radio and 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 when I'm setting them up, I feel like I have a little bit of a, of an insight that maybe people don't always and, and getting to talk to you like that today will even give me that much more. And, and that's the beauty I think of being a, a personality or whatever you call it these days on country radio is that you're able to make that connection for people. And, and, and I think the beauty of country music is that it's so relatable 
And when you can make that connection and say, look, I love going to eat at a double wide trailer, you know, people are like, <laughs> dang, he's one of me. He's that's my people right there. Yeah. So well, thanks, dude. dude uh, it's such a pleasure. You guys having me. Oh I my gosh. Having me and, and doing, doing things like this for, you know, for the folks down there in the South, you know, that, that love the Braves and, and love all these things and love country music. And thanks for letting me uh, be a part of it. Um, you know, I, I, and I, first of all, talk, thanks to you. I, I mean, I grew up in Georgia, obviously listening to country radio and country music. So you were kind of a, a voice of, of oh, my, my, my childhood, uh, Maybe my teenage years or so. Thank wow. It's, Thank an old, it's an old man moment for Dude, Terry. it is, but let me tell you, I'm having more. I'm 44 now, man. Yeah. I'm having them all the time. Congratulations. You've made it, my friend. It usually comes with forgetting something. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but no, but that's so sweet of you. I appreciate you saying that. Drew had told, told me one time when I reached out about doing this, he was like, man, I, we used to go to school, we'll listen to you and Cadillac and Dallas on the radio. It's just, no, it's, 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 it's so super cool. So it's very kind yeah. of you to say that, and I appreciate yeah. it. But, uh, continued success man you're always welcome anytime you got anything you want to talk about or promote or let people know about uh, charities you want to fundraise for it doesn't matter what it is man you're always yeah. welcome and come on in and see us sometime and bring your guitar if you want to and, and on top of that let's get you to a daggum ball game i know we'll have right. to wait till next year right. now but we got to get that number up we like like spins man we got to get that number up <laughs> i know i know well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find time next year to do well, it he's going to the uh, he's going out to he's going you're going out to houston to, for the uh, for the uh, world Feels, series look at that look at that Feels like 95 is that, is that seven six is that uh, the seven six folks there in nashville yeah. Nice. Dude, those yeah. guys are so incredible. We follow each other's social, and, and they put out the best team. If I told you about no, them. No, we're going to have to check that out. I like that. Oh, yeah. They're great. They're yeah, great. they are so t- – I'll show you. But they do all kinds They do all kinds of different colleges and, and, and Braves and Athens and college towns, and they're just cool T-shirts. Anything that gets said in an interview that's like yep. – Awesome! Like they, they already made a. I think they made a night shift T-shirt. Oh yeah, I heard they just made a double wide T-shirt. <laughs> well, they need to. They needed to get into country music and make a double wide T-shirt. That's exactly right. But like, like when Kirby Smart when he did the oh, how about them effing dogs? Yeah, right. Like they had a hashtag HBTFD. Right. You know, I think I got that right. Beautiful. They're on top of it. They do incredible, incredible work. Yep. Drew, thank you so much. Continued success. God bless you, brother. And uh, you hope all. to see you and talk to you real soon. Yeah, appreciate. Y'all see you soon. See you, bud. Great to meet you. Go Braves. Go Braves. Go Braves. I love it. And go dogs. Don't forget the dogs. Yes, dogs. Go right, dogs, too. Get you're going to have to hang up. We say it all the time. You're going to have to hang up because I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see you, bud. Bye, buddy. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.